let's tell the people about、okay. being together、okay. in New York City. Okay, amazing. Okay, so I was there for a, a while. I was supposed to be there a Friday to a Monday, and then it ended up being a Thursday to a Tuesday because、Yay. the weather went crazy. I know. Well, the first time I feel like you were proactive and you got here before the weather was going to be crazy, which was amazing. Yeah. And then the second part, you got delayed because of the weather again. The weather was wild. It, it was so cold. Yeah. Windy. Is that what the deal? Why? Why were your flights so delayed? Does that matter? That it doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> It's winter and things happen. That's right. And you were flying out of LaGuardia, which. To be honest, was a rookie mistake in January. <laughs> is Laguardia always <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> oh, really? Is Laguardia always messed up? Well, Laguardia is the first to cancel flights because it's a smaller、oh, airport. I didn't know. See,、yeah. I didn't know. Well, now you know. But it was so nice to have you here. Yeah, we had so much fun. We went to this restaurant that Ariel used to work at. Yeah, we posted a picture of it on our Instagram. Go look. Oh, the food. Oh. My God, I'm still dreaming about it. We had so much pasta. Yeah, we ate a lot of food, a I, lot of food, and it was I, amazing. I couldn't possibly put more food in my mouth at the end of that meal. I was about to burst. That's what that's what always happens. Yeah, like eating there. That's just the expectation. It's true. Is that they're gonna throw food at you? And I'm like, I'll catch it. Let's do it <laughs> with my mouth. <laughs> with my mouth. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was so nice. I got to meet your. Boyfriend, ooh, you and、did. I approve. Oh my god, he listens to this, so now he's heard. I,、approve. I told him you didn't approve, so this is going to be news. <laughs> Whatever Linda said, it was wrong.、That's、She、right. was lying. That's right. <laughs> I approve, but we won't go into it further because we、we'll, we are going to protect your anonymity. That's right. Um, no, it was so nice. And I stayed with you, so I got to see、yeah. your new place. And、yeah. it's like right in the heart of where you want to be. And <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good. I love the like quick switch there, right in the heart of where you want to be. That <laughs> wasn't a switch. I'm just <laughs> trying to find the right way to say okay, it. Okay. Okay. What do you think the switch was? Right、I、in the heart of gonna, what? A dump. It's a lovely apartment. It's、Ouch. a lovely area. <laughs> what do you want me to no, say? I thought you were going to say the name of the neighborhood slash where I live. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. No, no, I'm not going to out you. No, oh, thank. We、you. don't want people to come find you. No, no knocking on my windows. Thank you. But it was great to hang, and I I saw a thousand and one people. Not、really? a thousand people. I saw probably five or six people, and that was really nice. But you saw your close people.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of your highlights of the trip? Well. I feel like I'm going to get shit for this because I always end up doing this. But the first night the when I was alone, <laughs> and it's not anything against anyone else, but I wasn't expecting to come in early, and so I had Thursday night by myself,、mm. and I took myself out to dinner, and then I went to see a jazz show by myself, and I walked in. Like right before it started, and there was one spot like right near the front, and I was alone, so I got to get like a really good spot. Yeah, and I just sat there, and I was like, I wrote things down. It could have, I was not high, but I basically could have been high. <laughs> I wrote it down. I was like, being in a room where live jazz is playing is like being in water. I was like, what a little <laughs> crazy person. Wait, this so tracks because on your last day, you went to bathhouse for. How many、literally、hours? Ten water. Ten hours. Yeah, literally in the water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's always nice when I feel 
good by myself and I feel like I'm doing something that just I want to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm taking care of me. So that was really nice. But it was also, I can't even, everything has squished together. (laughs) And I don't want to leave anyone out. So I'm just not going to respond to that. I'm not going to respond to that line of questioning. (laughs) It was all wonderful. It was very hostile, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, tell me you love me. Tell me your favorite part was seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't. You can't? <laughs> I'm offended. No, Your favorite me. time in New York was being alone. Mm-hmm. Noted. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> How has it been being back home after your big trip to New York? It's been nice to be home because New York was so wonderful and it was so nice to see you and like yeah. all my other people. But it was a lot packed in to a short time. Yeah. So being home has been really good. It's felt really nice. And I feel like being in New York kind of reinvigorated me and like mm. made me feel connected with my people again in mm. a very real way. And so for me to come back here, it's like, okay, I've got my head in the game. Let's do some things. Mm. I just realized that I I didn't really miss I didn't miss living in New York at all. <laughs> I missed <laughs> I I missed my people. I missed like certain things, but like I was yeah. excited to come back to my new home. Wow, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been really nice to be back and I feel like I've had this re-motivating thing happening, which has been nice. Mm. Like you're recharged and like refreshed from your vacation, your time yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Oh boy. How am I? How am I? I'm overwhelmed with like a lot of stuff at the moment. Yeah. I'm just, I have a lot of different things going on in my life. I saw a man pass away on the street while. Well, I didn't watch him pass away, but I did find him after he had passed away mm-hmm. near my apartment. And that kind of shook me up a lot. And I've had some medical stuff going on, all of which while Ariel was here, which was mm-hmm. lovely to have your support and just to have a friend with me going through a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, there's some stuff happening in my career that's a little stressful and yeah. So uh I'm feeling a little overwhelmed at the moment. I could really use a break. This last weekend I went to Connecticut just for a night or a little getaway. Mm-hmm. There was like this little Airbnb. It was on a they branded it as a babbling brook. Was yeah. it in fact babbling? Oh, it babbled it did. Yes. Okay, wonderful. It, it babbled all night long. It just kept babbling. In and a it, good way or a bad way? The way you're talking makes me feel like <laughs> it was babbling a little too loud. It just kept babbling. <laughs> no, like in a good way. Okay. It was really nice. It was very soothing. Anyway, but yeah, the whole river was like frozen for the most part, except for like a little water was like still coming down. So it wasn't as like babbling, mm, babbling as it could babble. <laughs> but there was snow everywhere. It was very cozy. There was a fireplace. And so we just hung out there and we cooked and mm-hmm. we just 
yeah, we just spent time together and like didn't go on technology all weekend. Yeah. No laptops, not really any time on phones. So it that felt really refreshing and like coming back. I was I felt the same way like you did when you came back from KC mm-hmm. when you went back to KC from New York. Like just feeling ready to go and Monday morning I woke up early and I was like let's get shit done. Let's go baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah. So that felt good. And I really needed that little getaway. (laughs) But then Monday was also like then a little bit of a awakening when I was like, oh, all the things I didn't do this weekend. You know what I mean? Like the the mix of motivation Mm -hmm. and then also looking at my to-do list. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot I have to get done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The overwhelm came back. I'm feeling a little mixed. The overwhelm came back a little bit, yeah. And then today, feeling the overwhelm again a little bit. But I've been continuing to work on time blocking my schedule. I did it again today. And that just feels really, really nice to me. It makes me feel really motivated. Mm-hmm. And I also really like being able to look back at the end of the day and see, oh, yeah, I did focus on that for an hour. And I did focus on that for an hour. And that feels really good to me because – as a self-employed person, it can sometimes feel like I'm not doing anything, even though I'm doing all the things and I'm busy all day. And then I look back and I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. So that made me feel good. Good. It's just good to like give yourself a pat on the back and tell yourself you're doing a good job. Yeah. Especially when you're overwhelmed because it can feel like, oh my God, I'm never going to get to the end of this, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you're overwhelmed, it can just feel like I'm doggy paddling and I haven't done anything. And so to have the proof in front of you of this is what I have accomplished. Exactly. And I haven't done nothing. That feels really good. Yeah. 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 And being self-employed, no one else is going to tell you to do that stuff. If only. You know? <laughs> or or maybe, maybe not if only. It's one of the things I like about being self-employed is nobody is telling me what to do. I'm yeah. telling you what to do. It's the pro and the con. It is. It is. is. That you have to be like radically responsible for your own stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well, 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 welcome. To welcome. Wouldn't we like to know? Do I sound like I'm on the radio? You sound like you're on NPR welcome. with Ariel. Wouldn't we like to with know? With Ariel. And, I'm going to talk like this. And Linda. <laughs> the podcast where we get honest, deep, and curious about life's big conversations. Because we don't have to do it alone and welcome to npr (laughs) (laughs) um what are we talking about this week ariel we're talking about advocating for ourselves Mm. advocating for ourselves and each of us kind of gives our own examples of ways that we've had to advocate for ourselves or chosen to advocate for ourselves recently Mm. and also when we've questioned it i kind of talk about that like Mm. being fearful to do it and noticing old patterning around fears of advocating for myself yeah and we also talk about one situation with the two of us that we had recently where there was advocacy for ourselves Mm -hmm. and how that how that went between us and what that resulted in yeah and how advocating for ourselves is a form of self-love yes. for us and for others that we're in relationship with and how it can really bring people together yeah. and it may feel like it's 
starting conflict, but the importance of conflict, especially in like a safe environment. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You can also find us on Instagram at wouldn't we like to know. Uh, We also have a TikTok now. Oh, we could talk about our TikTok and a YouTube channel. We're on YouTube. You can watch this entire episode on YouTube. You can see our faces. You can see our mouths moving. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, how crazy is that? Because you're watching us talk about YouTube on YouTube. Meta. That's super meta. It's pretty cool. You can also email us, wouldn't we like to know at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the podcast as well. You can subscribe on any platform that you listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. on and subscribe to our YouTube channel too. That's right. All right, everybody. See you after the ad. See ya later. Ariel, now that you've moved to KC, I know that you're going to the bathhouse a lot. How is that going? Linda, I'm so glad that you asked because it's going (laughs) incredibly well. I go like five or six days a week to this luxury gym and I use Mm. their sauna. I do the cold plunge, steam room, and I'm sweating the entire time outside of the cold plunge, which is your version of hell. I would rather be lukewarm. I think that's kind of my sweet spot. One of the reasons I don't like not being lukewarm is sweating and losing so much hydration in my body. How are you dealing with that? Right now, I'm loving liquid IV sugar-free. The lemon-lime flavors probably my favorite. I'm a bit of a classic gal. Yes, they also have white peach and green grape, which are also delicious, but I agree lemon lime is kind of the way to go. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains eight vitamins and nutrients for just general everyday wellness and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. So it's a great alternative. Probably the biggest thing for me about the zero sugar aspect is that it has this nice sweet taste to it, without the raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use code WWLTK at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WWLTK at liquidiv.com. And now back to the episode. Should we talk about advocating for ourselves? I mean, yeah. Because you're talking about overwhelm and I know what's overwhelming you. Yeah. We won't share specific things, but I think it's a good jumping off point to talk about advocating for ourselves. I'm getting better at advocating for myself. I find it really hard. I find it really hard to stand up for myself. But I find it easier now that I've practiced more of it than I used to, which is amazing. Yeah. Gosh, do you have something to say about advocating for yourself? How do you feel about it? Do you approve or disapprove? (laughs) I hate it. No, I think that it's something that I have gotten much better at. And also there are times where I recognize old patterns of not wanting to advocate for myself. Yeah. Even recently, I don't think my landlord listens to this podcast, but if you do, this won't be news to you, sir. But we live in this old house. It's 100 years old. It was built in the 20s. And we knew that moving in. But especially with all of the winter weather, a lot of things have been going on with the house, like 
we were warned that sometimes the pipes freeze. They haven't frozen. We've like kept them running a little bit, whatever. But like the heating situation was really bad. Some of the windows aren't like double paned. And so like the wind comes in. And so a lot of this happened while I was in New York and Jeff had to deal with the brunt of yeah. all of it. And yeah. it was like negative seven degrees in Kansas City. Right. And your and heater was set to like 60 something and it like wasn't even warming up past like 50, right? He, at one point he sent me a picture that it was our heater was set to 85 and it wouldn't go past like 56. Oh my gosh. Even more dramatic than what I remember. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes sense. There's all these things that need to be done. Sure. But it's those things. And then it's our washers being a little crazy. And then Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of things that feel like they've not been kept up with. And I don't think that the people that lived in our apartment before would really say anything or maybe they didn't care. I don't know. Maybe they did say something and nothing was done. I'm not sure. But it's funny because me being back here, I'm finding myself feeling nervous to ask for too much Mm. from my landlord. Mm. Like our washer doesn't, drain fully. And so when we take our clothes out, they're still sopping wet. So like, what's the oh. point of the washer? Yeah. And so it's like all of these things coming up that when I'm being rational with myself, this is the job for a landlord to do. Yeah. This is what he's, he has signed up for. We have signed a lease, which is a binding contract yeah. saying that we need to live in a place that is inhabitable, yeah. that it goes up to a certain heat and Mm -hmm. stays at a certain temperature and like this appliance works that you gave to us and all of these things. But I was talking to my friend who lives upstairs and I was like, I just, it's funny because I find myself feeling bad. I'm like, I don't want to ask too much of him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to ask for every single thing. So I'm like, okay, so what are the most important things that I need to ask about and the other stuff, like maybe I'll just wait or maybe I won't say anything at all. And I don't know. I think part of it is because I recognize that he's another human being and he's a nice person. And like, I know he has a family and all this, but I I think like knowing that somehow makes me not want to overwhelm him. Like it's a whole codependency thing. Yeah, you're of, trying to manage I, his feelings. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to feel overwhelmed. I don't want to make his life that much harder. Yeah. But meanwhile, that's me sacrificing my own well-being for not making him feel overwhelmed. And yeah, so your that's own been, needs. Yeah, that's been yeah. interesting to notice lately. That's like a thing where I have had to really ponder like, this is me advocating for myself and for my boyfriend and for my friends upstairs. And this is okay to ask for just reinstilling that in myself. This is okay. And it's also in our legal, legally binding contract. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you're talking about this apartment situation because I've had a situation in this new apartment recently where I have tried to advocate for myself and I mentioned that there are certain things that need to be fixed. And one of the people that I live with has rebranded that as I complain constantly. Mm. And it's this interesting dynamic where 
I've done a lot of work on myself to know what is complaining and what is advocating for myself. And like, for, for instance, one of the windows in my bedroom just has this like maybe one inch gap between the, the window, like frame. I wouldn't call it a one inch gap. Gosh, I'm not good at measurements. (laughs) I can see outside Mm. (laughs) through the gap. So it's big. It's big. And it's been really cold in New York recently. And so I was like, there's a really big draft in my room. And at first, maybe we thought the heater was broken. And so we had the heating guys come in and take a look. And they were like, nope, the heater is working perfectly. And then I was like, oh, when I'm standing near the window, I feel wind coming in. Cold, ice cold wind. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, good. Lovely. It's. I mean, it's been like 18, real, real feel 18 degrees. So it's been really, really cold. And uh like I don't like being in my room because it's freezing cold and like I, I'm wearing like multiple jackets when I'm down. <laughs> like, this is unreasonable. This is yeah. unreasonable. Yeah. And so I mentioned that there was a draft in my room and she was like, well, it's an old building, so there's going to be issues. And I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> you're correct. Also, this should be fixed. And this is the landlord's responsibility. And this roommate has taken it upon themselves to tell me what is reasonable and what is not. Mm. And so that for me, the point of this is that for me has really triggered a lot of feelings of I complain too much. I ask for too much. I am too much. And it's been this like fighting with myself of no, these are reasonable asks. I deserve to be comfortable in my room and warm. And it is not somebody else's responsibility to tell me what is what is reasonable and what is not. That mm-hmm. is for me to decide and for me to advocate for myself. And it is okay for me to stand up for myself. Not only is it okay, but like nobody else in this house is going to get this fixed for me. Like I do need to make sure that I am advocating for myself. Nobody else is going to, you know, not yeah. in this situation. And if I don't advocate for myself, the only one that's going to be miserable is me. And am I really going to put myself in a situation where I'm abandoning my own needs for the comfort of someone else because they've decided I complain too much, even though that I know I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also, is complaining really that bad? Like, we've had a whole episode about this, how like sometimes we just need to vent and complain. Like, it's part of life. But for some reason, I've internalized it as like complaining or pointing out that there are issues that need to be fixed is needy and annoying and unreasonable. Mm -hmm. And I need to shut up and get over it, you know? And it's interesting being in this situation where someone is literally in those words telling me those things, you know, it's like a massive test for me to work through that stuff. And being firm that that is not what's happening and that I deserve to be comfortable. Yeah. And I think it also just says so much about another person that reacts in that way. Yeah. That's what's going on in their brain. That's what they, that's the voice in their brain telling them they need to be quiet and not let out their complaints, which is not your problem. It's not my problem, but I do think it like puts it in context of, I can have compassion for you because I know that that's that's the internal dialogue that you're dealing with. And also that's not the way that I'm choosing to move forward anymore. Right. And I think growing up, I didn't have a lot of trust in myself. And so it's interesting when I get 
feedback telling me those specific things. My instinct is to believe that before I believe myself. Mm. My instinct is to be like, what they're saying is the truth and what's happening inside of me or me feeling like this is actually justified is secondary, but the truth is what they're saying. And so Mm -hmm. that's also a battle for me to be like, their truth is not the truth, you know, like that can be true for them, but that's not true for me. And I get to live my life the way that I want to. And that includes advocating for myself when something is wrong. I also think that that's where it's so important to have people in your life that you can trust fully because, I mean, I had this with a friend the other day where they were explaining a situation to me and I was so clearly able to see that that was not okay, even though they were Mm -hmm. questioning it. And so I think like to have someone be able to mirror it back to you and like validate you, like no, that's not unreasonable. That's actually very fucked up. And you should 100% advocate for yourself in that situation. Yeah, Because, well, not everybody has that. Not everyone has people. We've talked about that too. Like friendships where you question yourself or like contort yourself to be what you think that they want you to be. And so I think that that's Mm -hmm. where you can't really trust um, maybe what the other person is saying, but like, I think as we advocate for ourselves more and we're more honest with ourselves and with our feelings for other people, the more we can attract people into our lives that can hold that for us and that can mirror back to us in those situations. No, this is actually what's going on. You are completely correct. Yeah. Or maybe the other way around where they're like, I love you. Yeah. And I think that you're seeing this in a skewed way. Yeah. Yeah. Like both are important. Both are really important. Yeah. I've definitely had friends in my life where I hear them explain the situation and I'm like, I don't know about that actually. <laughs> no, I'm babe. hearing it and I'm seeing it from a different perspective and I love you and I care about you. And, and also here's my point of view. It's not about just being a yes man all the time and encouraging bad behavior or Mm -hmm. toxic behavior, you know? Yeah. It's about accountability too in friendships. I think that's important to have both sides of it. You know, people that really like see the truth and have worked on themselves to like work through their own shit too, which doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that there's not still going to be shit, but like there's at least a a trajectory of growth, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's a desire for growth. And I think too, like when I think about advocating for myself and like what you said with your landlord about wanting, you know, to not overwhelm him and like having empathy for him and wanting to manage his feelings. Like the empathy part is amazing, but like wanting to not advocate for yourself because you're worried about overwhelming him, you know, Mm -hmm. if he's overwhelmed because he has other things going on in his life, that doesn't relieve his responsibility to his job. You know, Mm -hmm. like you can be understanding, sure, but like that doesn't mean that he gets to not do his job just because he's overwhelmed, you know? Yeah. I didn't buy this property. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't choose to rent this property to people. Yeah. Like your house needs to be warm enough for you to inhabit it. That is Mm -hmm. a basic right as a tenant. Yeah. 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 I will say that he gave us a break in our rent slash money to, uh, get a space heater. And so we did that. Mm. And so that was good, whatever. Yeah. Just to put a bow on that story. Also just one space heater for your 
big apartment. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny what? is we got one that's like a it's like a radiator that you plug into the wall. Uh-huh. And Jeff went to sleep before I did the other night and he'd put it in the bedroom and I walked into the bedroom like an hour later and I was like I started laughing because it was like a rainforest. <laughs> it was like a jungle. It was Your so favorite. freaking hot. And I was just like laughing. Also, like Jeff was on top of all of the covers, like out. (laughs) Obviously so hot, but he was asleep. And I was just like giggling to myself. Yeah. And he kind of woke up and was like, what? And I was like, it's so hot in here. Oh my God. So it it did work. It's fine. When I was there, yeah, we we had a yeah. little baby conflict. I'm happy to talk about that. Yeah, okay, we did. You you were doing something, and it ended up taking a little bit longer yes. than you'd anticipated. And I felt myself sitting there, getting a little fumey, yeah, getting a little like, ugh, like come on and hurry up because it was our last night together. Mm. Oh, it was supposed that to be we our thought. last night together. Yeah. We thought that it was our last night together. <laughs> it was our last night together. Was, was canceled. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to spending time with you and us like watching it. This show that we wanted to. We've talked about it before. The Traders. <gasps> oh, there's another episode out, by the way. Have you seen yeah. it? No, I've got to watch it. Okay, me too. Uh, but yeah, I was just excited about that and just like getting cozy and doing things together and this thing that you were doing was taking a lot longer and I felt myself getting frustrated and getting angry. And I know that like my instinct, my like old patterning would just be to like suck it up and Mm. maybe not say anything or say something like offhanded that's a little bitchy or, or even like for me to just go to sleep and be like, fine. Fine. You can't, you don't want me now. You can't have me at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's where that's like conditioning. But then I was like, no, I want to spend time with my friend. And it's also very important for us to like talk about this kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. when, when you were finished with your task, I said, I want to tell you Mm -hmm. that I'm frustrated. Yeah. Because I really was looking forward to spending time with you. And um, so that was me advocating for myself, but also like advocating for our relationship. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And yeah, you handled it so beautifully and you listened to me and you apologized. And it led to a really great conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It did. And like opened up a conversation about things that like had sort of been lingering before that we'd never talked about. And it felt like a very clearing conversation to me. And like it could have gone a very different way, especially if I hadn't brought anything up, if I hadn't said anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was so thankful that you said something and like your ability to be vulnerable and honest with me in a kind and loving way And I I appreciated that you told me because like I can't read minds and so Mm -hmm. (laughs) weird, I can't. (laughs) I know other people (laughs) can't like me, I can't. Yeah. And like I had been feeling a little bit 
like the thing that you told me, I had been kind of feeling that in my own body. And I like, I know that there's that time is not always something that I'm good at. And you reiterating that it's something that's really important to you. And I see that and I would feel the same way. And like me being able to see your side of things, like it just helped me to understand how I can be a better friend to you and how I can show up in a way that is like more respectful of your time and really show you how much I love you through showing up in a way that makes sense for you and for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have, like, if you had pulled away or if you had just gone to sleep, like, I would have just been confused. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciated your ability to communicate really clearly about it. And you did that with a lot of love, too, which I really appreciated. And from a place of, like, I want to tell you this because I care about our, our friendship and I care about you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was really glad that we were able to have that conversation too. And it's also like a thing about conflict to me is I really like conflict in like a safe situation and a safe relationship because I think conflict is inevitable in relationships. And if it's not happening, that that means that means someone's not saying something, you know, mm-hmm. but I think like, good healthy conflict between two healthy people can lead to so much deeper intimacy and understanding each other and like growing in your relationship and it deepens the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad we had that conversation too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I was glad you advocated for yourself. Yeah. It's important to me. And I think it would be, it's important to anyone who cares about the other person, you know? Mm, yeah. That's part of advocating for myself, for ourselves that I think we haven't talked about. But something very important to me is coming to it from a place of integrity. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I my instincts would be to like be resentful and just like sit and stew or, you know, snap or whatever, because that's kind of what I've learned, what I grew up with and, you know, all that stuff makes sense. But in any situation, whether it's with my landlord or with you or what at my job, anything for me to come at it from a place of integrity, which takes a lot of fucking work. It really does. Yeah. To be like, well, this is a thing that I need and it's scary for me to ask for this. And I also want to do it in a way that feels like I can walk away feeling proud of myself or feeling like I I did this the way that I wanted to do it. I did it with, with vulnerability. I did it with kindness. I did it with assertiveness, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But for me to like just bitch out my landlord, one, that's probably not going to get the job done. And two, like I'm going to feel really bad about that afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. So like having an intention around how you want to show up while you're advocating for yourself feels really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's like best practices around how to advocate for yourself. Like if there's some sort of acronym of like, you know, when you think about like maybe specificity or, you know, I statements or something like things like that, that 
are studied to like be helpful when you're advocating for yourself for the other person to receive it. And like, maybe like the tone of it, like the way that you advocated for yourself was calm and respectful. And -hmm. like that allowed me to hear it versus if you had started yelling at me, like I might not have been able to receive it the way that the conversation went, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that now. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's probably different for every situation. Yeah. Because there are times where the person that you're speaking to, you need to be much more assertive or else they like sort of establish a dominance or else they won't like stop and listen. Right. I do think that that's a thing. And then there are other situations where it's like, I want to come to this with gentleness. Yeah. I don't know. But I would say, I, I mean, with any kind of conflict, you know, in therapy, you learn to come at it from, I'm feeling this way or like when you did this, I felt this, not you made me feel this way or you're doing this. It's like when you didn't fix our washer, I felt frustrated. Yeah. And it's making my life very inconvenient and very hard. And And I think, I think one of the other things that's important about advocacy, I was just like doing a little Google Um, And this came up is just like having really clear boundaries of like, this is okay with me and this is not okay with me. And the other person can choose to react in whatever way they're going to choose to react. And then, you know, you react based on that um, Mm -hmm. according to what feels good for you. Like maybe if your landlord doesn't fix the heat, then you're not going to be able to live there next year. You know, if Mm -hmm. it, if it's too cold, that that's a boundary that you create and you set. Yeah. And like with my roommate situation, one of the boundaries I set was like your opinion on the issues that I have are none of my business. I don't want to know. I don't, I don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't make any difference to me and I don't need to know them. So please keep your thoughts about the things that are wrong for me that I need fixed to yourself. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, tell someone else. Don't tell me. I don't need to know. Yeah. And I think, like, having those clear boundaries and advocating for yourself is really helpful for people to know how to respond. hmm Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to say that I definitely came from a place where I didn't – it took me a really long time to understand how I was feeling and, like, what it was mm-hmm. that I needed from another person or what it was mm-hmm. that I needed in a situation. Yes. And so I just also want to say that it's okay if you're not sure, like it's yeah. okay. I, even now, like I'm like, well, what do I need? How, how can I unpack this? And I think that to an extent I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm lucky. I'm very grateful for the relationships in my life that I have cultivated because there are times that I can just start and then mm, apologize later. Like that sounds bad, but like I can just let whatever it is out of the bag and then kind of formulate what's going on with that person in real time versus saying, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. This is the boundary that I'm having around it. Because it can be really hard, especially when things are heated to know that. Yeah. And I think- But then situations like with with like a landlord or a boss or whoever it may be where you don't really have 
that established of a relationship, at least for me, it's been really helpful to like take time aside and figure out exactly what it is that I want and need and then come to it and then bring it to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think also as a perfectionist, I know that sometimes I feel frozen if I don't know exactly how I want to do something exactly the right way because I feel like there's a right way to do it or like a perfect way to do it. And if I don't know exactly how to do it that way, then I don't even want to start. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's like just feeling into like, what is the one thing that I do know right now? And just doing that one tiny thing, like taking one little action instead of having to have the whole thing figured out before you even start, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like you don't have to know the entire boundary, but like you can know that like one certain thing doesn't feel good to you and then you can act on that and then mm-hmm. the rest will evolve over time. I agree. <sighs> well, anything else you want to say before we close out? I also want to give myself props because I'm very good at advocating for myself in many other situations. Yeah. <sighs> I'm really good at advocating for time that I need by myself. Yeah. I, there was a time in you my are. life where I think I used to be a little flakier or like I would say, oh yeah, maybe I'll do this thing or maybe I'll commit to these plans. Mm-hmm. And in the moment I knew that I didn't want to do them. And so I would either go and feel like shit or I would flake at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And it's been a very long time since that has happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like now I know in my gut, like, yes, I do want to do this thing. And so I end up doing it. And granted, there are times where like things happen and I have enough trust in the relationship that I'm like, I really, it's me being honest of, I don't have the capacity to do this right now or whatever it is. And like having the integrity and being able to be honest with the person of what's actually going on versus, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't come for some other reason. Can I just also say like how nice it is to be in a relationship with someone who has a lot of self-trust because you're not constantly second guessing if somebody actually wants to be doing something or if they're just doing it because they feel like they have to because XYZ, you know, like it is so refreshing. (laughs) It feels so nice. Yes. It like lets you breathe. (laughs) That's how it feels to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I can trust. It's like I trust you to take care of yourself and you can trust me to take care of myself. And especially, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but like me being codependent and I know you have codependent tendencies, like Mm. it can be really hard to not feel like, oh, I need to make this better for that person. I, I... I don't trust that that what they're saying to me is true. And so like I need to like Twitter around and see if that's true for them. It's like mm-hmm. I'm just going to take what you said at face value. Right. And like what a relief. Right. How much less energy I can put towards that. Yeah. 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 Like if you tell me that you need time alone and my feelings are hurt, I'm, I'll tell you my feelings are hurt. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. just going to be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And at the same, so on the same token, if I need time alone and it hurts your feelings, like that's like, it sucks that I hurt your feelings, but also it's okay. And it's okay. Exactly. Both things can be true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else you want to say about advocating for yourself? I think the more that I advocate for myself, even though it feels hard, this, the easier it gets over time. And 
So when I don't want to advocate for myself or stand up for myself and I do it anyway, like it makes that muscle so much stronger. There was a moment yesterday when I really had to advocate for myself in a moment that felt really tricky and really challenging. And it really made me second guess myself. Like even today after the fact, I'm so glad I did because Mm -hmm. like it was right. And I'm allowed to have needs and I'm allowed to speak them. Yeah. So, yeah, just like I'm so glad that the muscle keeps getting stronger as I keep practicing it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's really important to say because it's true. Like I've, I've, I have felt it be true for myself. Yeah. I kind of want to give one little tidbit. When you and I went to see Liz Gilbert in Montreal, she was talking. Oh, yeah. Should I do my Montreal accent again? Sure. Do it. We can do the Montreal accent. <laughs> I feel like that's it. I don't I don't know, you guys. Let I don't us think know, this but sounds I feel like, like it's from Montreal at all, but Montreal. Montreal. Maybe it's Finland. I don't know. I don't know where we are. Yeah, it sounds a little Scandinavian, but also <laughs> it also sounds a little oh. a little Eastern oh. European to me. <laughs> I like Should it. I put that on my resume. Definitely. That's an accent. You're going to play place it, but unspecified. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. When we went to see Liz Gilbert in Montreal, she was talking more specifically around like writing and and creativity and mm. creating the space for yourself to do those things. Mm. But she said something that I thought was really important. She said no one will advocate for yourself except for you. Like Mm -hmm. no one will make you sit down and write or make you sit down and be creative or as we're talking about, make you say this thing to advocate for yourself. No one else is going to do that except for you. And it is a form of self-love. And it is a form of love for the people around you that you're in relationship with, that you're sharing this thing with them. But I just... that always sticks in my mind that no one's going to do it if you don't do it. Mm. Yeah. Just a little tidbit from Liz. The Gilby. Mm-hmm. Love her. Yeah. You can end with that. Yeah. All yeah. right, everyone. Love you so much. Love you. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.